0: Good morning, everybody. I have not podcasted now for quite some time. Got my routines, whatever. I don't even know why. Um, Going to talk today about belief, persuasion. Man, last night, Pastor, let it loose. God, it was good. So, I, I, what rings in my head, and it's like, man, what is God speaking that to me? I feel like, you know, two weeks ago or whatever, a month ago, that would be like it. Uh, but I think I've I've made the decision. So, he's just like, make a decision! Like, just screaming it, you know? And like, talking about, man, what are the scriptures he use? Like, being indecisive is just so corrosive to your mental and spiritual health your eternal well-being if you could put it that way like it is wrong and the bible you know in revelation it's very disturbing scripture people are familiar with it but like really internalize i'd rather you be hot or cold but lukewarm makes you spew you out of my mouth god that just applies to every single endeavor right like you've got to be red hot moving towards something specific and you know he's more talking in general terms of living for god but like and that's so true like you have to be on fire for god and there, you know it ebbs and flows man life is tough But you got to do something to turn up the heat. You have to. You cannot go stale. You can't go lukewarm. So, and I love that, man. He talked about the positive effects. I don't know if you put it that way, of, of drugs, you know, just the good feeling you get. And the pleasure of sin is for a season, like completely giving in to sin and just doing whatever the flesh desires. There's nothing quite like it. And somebody in that point of their life, you're not going to logically convince them to not do that. You're just not going to because it's the, the best feeling they'd ever felt. Probably. Not really. I think that's wrong in the sense that if you truly experience the goodness of God, that feeling is better hands down but here's the thing man here's the thing with that if people experience the goodness of God and then they after that experience find themselves entrenched in just rank sin the compulsive consumption of whatever the flesh desires and they find themselves in that state they don't remember their experience of God accurately. I think that's the problem with all of us, you know. That's why uh, God told Moses to lift up his uh, his staff. Like when he had problem. Remember that God does provide you know, whether it turned into the snake and or part of the Red Sea. I can't remember exactly when. I'm sure you did it more than once. But it's like, look at your track record. Talk about the good things of God. Focus on what God has already done. Get that, the spirit of gratitude for what God has already done to, you know, open the new sea or whatever it might be. It's, and I guess there's a message in that too. Like, don't, don't leave your staff behind, whatever you said that would be. But, uh, You've got to remember the goodness of God. Because if you don't, then you'll think that other things are better. And there's just, they're not. So, and that's just true, you know, especially with eternity at stake, right? I mean, I don't really like that whole, like, oh, go to hell. You know, like, if that's what you're in this for is to just miss hell, then you're probably not going to make it. Like, that is a thing, though. You know, you can't. Can't pretend like that's not a thing. But here's the deal: with you know experiencing the goodness of God, your rem- your remembrance of it, I think is is tainted with selfish human beings. Oh man, people want to claim ownership. It's just, man, I talk about this a lot. I need to really find a way to concise my point here. So my backstory on this whole philosophy is as a heavy equipment operator, you watch people's body language and the way that they, you know, because you're kind of above everything. You know, you're up a little higher and you can watch people and you have a tremendous amount of responsibility a lot of responsibility and some you just have to trust that it's going to work because sometimes you beat up old equipment and like the equipment could fail, you know, and you literally you're at the hands of your hands are at the control of other people's lives. It's serious stuff. Uh, So you watch all the people on the ground and you can just, you can tell by the way they move their rank and authority and their level of Self-confidence, self-esteem, and stuff like that. And for the most part, like the lower tier. People are so insecure. They feel so useless, I guess, if I could put it that way. That they have to have... that, that. All they want is to feel... The experience of having authority, or being in charge, or owning a decision, owning an outcome, like being responsible for something big happening, right? Like they want this so bad, but they have no authority whatsoever. But like when it comes to like, giving the the operator signals, you can just tell by like the, the way they do it. There'll be like a lot of times, you know, most everybody giving you signals and what i've what i've uh the conclusion i've come to in that is the reason people are giving you signals is because there's a little bit of a dopamine release in their brain that like yes i said do this and this is happening i'm in charge and that's what and you watch little kids they they love to be in charge they love to act like they're in charge and who's the boss? Who's the boss? Who, you know, and it's, and then I think that really couples with the, you know, natural proclivity of the human animal to want to be right. It's probably one and the same, but being in charge and being right and wanting to be that person is, um, uh, something we have to uh i think if we're going to live a good life kind of not so much suppress but just see it for what it is man what's the point i was making i gotta find a better way and a quicker way to delineate that whole experience that my idea around this yeah okay this is what i was talking about so that's that's how most people they're like Oh, they want to own it. They want to own the fact that that big thing got put there because they, they gave the signals to do it. And I'm in charge of this. And it's like, they're not in charge of anything. You know, the people. And so as an operator, you got to really be careful who you listen to, you know, and you got to distinguish by the way that they move. Are they worth listening to? You listen to the wrong person, you kill somebody like for real. I think that's around the spiritual experience as well, you know, like that people just have that natural tendency. So like, they understand, they get a revelation that God is true and, you know, the proper doctrines or whatever. And then they want to take ownership of that doctrine. And then when people finally have a, you know, transcendental mystical experience, you know, they actually deny their will and let God's will be done through them. And they, you know, get baptized in the Holy Ghost and having just these the most amazing experience, then the people that told them that, that it was possible kind of step in there and try to be like, well, it's because of me. You know, they might not say those words, but that's kind of gross, right? Because ultimately, let God be true and every man a liar. Like, it's not, you've got to let God be God. You know, and I think we all, nobody's perfect in this, but I think that's the problem. I think because... It's Their their, their amazing experience that they had with God, if they look back on the memory, they only remember the insidious desire to claim ownership over the experience by the people surrounded by it. I don't know. And that might be a cynical view. I do think that there's there's some accuracy to that, though. I really do. Because when people even are in sin... And they've experienced God. And then they remember, okay, well, I know I need to go back to God. Like, they know that in their soul. But they think, well, then I got to go back to those people. And they're going to say, I told you. I told you God was better than the devil. (laughs) And it's like, I told you. That's like saying, I told you five is more than four. Like, it's like everyone knows that. You know, so I just... I don't know man if you really know the truth you have a responsibility to stay humble and I yeah I mean we all struggle with that you know but like the truth doesn't belong to you it belongs to God we just gotta live it and love people yeah I gotta figure out a more concise way to make that point obviously but uh Yeah. So that's the word. So how does that affect my life here now? And I think, uh, man, he hit those persuasion, uh, scriptures, which I would say that's my favorite, favorite scripture for I am persuaded because I think, and I've said this, the only real currency you have is persuasion. Now I've also heard it said the only real currency you have is dopamine. I kind of, I might like that even better. Of course the word dopamine is not in the Bible. But your ability to persuade and influence people is like, that's it, right? Because the, the, the dollar, the fiat, the current modality of purchasing things, that could change overnight, right? So ultimately, it's, it's you know, sales and persuasion. You know people don't like the word sales, because typically, it's manipulation. But ultimately, it's like, yeah, what are you doing? Are you persuading something of something that's true? are you persuading someone of something that's true or false and i guess if you're persuading someone of something that's false then that would be considered wrong and manipulative and most people that gain the skill of persuasion they i don't know if it's most enough of them do wrong with it to where there's a negative connotation i guess it's a uh, same thing around spiritual you know living for god right you know, whether it's only one and that made the negative connotation, or if it's 99%, it doesn't really matter. There's a negative connotation around something that is absolutely amazing, right? Your ability to influence and persuade is amazing. But see, here's the thing you're not really going to influence and persuade anybody if you don't have yourself persuaded. And that's it. I Jeff Arnold, my favorite message of all time, maybe, I don't know. You know, I kind of go back and forth, but God's three most powerful words, three most powerful words in the Bible, something like that is the name of it, of it. and it's, I am persuaded. It's like either you're persuaded or you're not persuaded. That's it. Either you are or you're not. So that, you know, you can extract that macro concept and, and insert it into every single thing that you're doing. So when you go to do something, It's like, you've got to be persuaded of the terms. If I do this, that will happen. If you really want that to happen, and you're truly persuaded that this will produce that, then it will. And this might not produce that exactly, but this will give you data where you can adjust this and then eventually get to that. And that's just it. And that's, and that's, and it really comes back to, you know, hero Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord right? Most important thing. They asked Jesus, what's the most important thing in the whole Bible? Most important thing. Yeah, that's what he quoted. One God. And then, you know, so you can extract that macro concept into every individual. You need to be single-minded, right? You, you got to be... If you're going toward two targets, then every time you jump from one to the other, you're going to undermine and sabotage every bit of work that you did to hit the other. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And if you're trying to worship two gods, you're in bad shape or three gods or a thousand gods, whatever. There's one God. Okay? Okay. <laughs> you know, it's not about being right. It's just what the Bible says and it's true. In your whole human experience, man, you're fragmented. That's the problem. You're not focused on one thing. You're trying to focus on multiple things and it's just not possible. That's kind of my whole thing that God's dealing with. But yeah, So, okay, so I'm running ads. I'm running ads. And I ran ads. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but I'll talk about it again. Okay, so I was given $1,000 to run ads. Out of nowhere, God just gave me a miracle. I'm like, okay, like if I believe good things, good things will happen. I, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I got nothing, but I'm just, I'm committed to manifesting a favorable outcome and I'm going to live for God and I'm going to trust God and you know so they say you need to it's the same thing with the with the staff right you need to meditate upon the good things of God and the track record and then that creates an energy and then you attract more good things and I'm literally praying like God I don't know how to do it like I can't I don't have any good my life has been nothing but terrible not like that, not in the sense like, oh poor me. I just literally could not access with my conscious mind any thing good. I I shouldn't say anything good, any like money coming to me. Like and it's like you need money to live, right? So that's what I'm that's what I'm doing. And uh but I just ask God, like I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do, but I'm committed to this. I just really, really internalized, you know, the goodness of God, the things I did have, whatever. And boom, by the end of the day, somebody literally handed me $1,000 and said, you're like so good on video, go, go run your ads, get, get set up. And I'm just like, oh, oh, wow. Like I literally manifested that. I had no idea where it was coming from. And if it, I mean, I didn't, yeah, and it, and it came. Anyway. And so, and then I, I did it and it worked. It literally worked. I got a 3X return on my investment, you know, when I put it into ads and then I got air test scheduled and it was kind of frustrating, but it did work. I mean, I didn't, as it's working, I'm kind of slipping back into scarcity and panic. And right about the time it starts to work, my credit card gets maxed out. So it stops running the ad, which sucks because the leads are coming in. And then I find out my sister died. And then, you know, whatever life just compiles and blah, 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 blah. So then it's like, isn't that something like if you're in a paradigm, the devil is not going to let you out the devil is not going to just let you leave. Like, Oh, I'm going to go from this way of thinking to that way of thinking. No, all hell is going to fight you, but you got to be persuaded that there's a better, higher level of living. So that's what happened. Right. And, uh, and then like, like total panic and depression came in and then deal after deal, I just kept falling through and falling through and falling through. Finally, I'm just like, okay, I got nothing left. Okay, I'm not. They're all going to fall through. God's still going to provide because I have to believe that God will. He always has. And, you know, I'm kind of convinced. Of, I am. Mean, I'm convinced of that at this point. And, uh, and then I, I landed a deal. And then I got to go home. And it's like, I'm not going to get a deal next week because I'm going home. But I'm just like, no, I will get a deal. It's just going to come out of nowhere. I'm not going to worry about it at all. I'm just going to trust that God's going to bring it. Anyway, I go home to my sister's funeral. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Uh, the last night I'm home. I get a deal comes out of nowhere, just literally comes out of nowhere. I go into my mom's house to get the paperwork to write up the deal. And I'm like excited, whatever. I don't know the energy I'm coming. I'm excited. Yeah, I got to move fast, right? That's how it is in sales. Like you got to get it. Well, it's good because people will change their mind. So you got to move fast. But anyway, I get bit by my mom's dog. And I didn't really, in the moment, I'm just like, oh, yeah. You move too fast around him. He's bit a lot of people. Now, he loves me, whatever. I mean, so I'm just like, oh, yeah, that sucks. I got bit, you know. And <laughs> getting bit by a dog sucks, you know. It's scary. It hurts. But uh, I look back on that, and it's just like, wow. It's just like I said before, you're trying to, you're trying to Elevate your level of uh, consciousness. Elevate your level, your, the quality of your life, your, your conceptual framework. You go from one paradigm to the next. All hell is working to keep you where you are. Like, this is another thing. Like, I manifested it. Like, I just trusted that God would do it, and then he did it now i'm stepping into it like this is miraculous you know what i mean having something come out of absolute nowhere and as i'm stepping into that abundance or like the devil or whatever you want to call it just i got bit like no you're not leaving you're staying here you're staying here but whatever i did i left (laughs) i got the deal So I don't know. And it's like, yeah, it sucks I got bit by a dog, but what a story, right? I hope that makes sense. Like, I need to get to where I can tell that concisely. But uh, yeah, so that was whatever a couple months ago. But then I never started that ad back up because in my mind, I never really reflected, okay, it worked. I was like, well, there's things about it I didn't like, right? Right. And there was, there's a quite a few things about it I didn't like, but it did work. Like financially speaking, it was profitable. And that is amazing, but didn't realize it, didn't realize it until I like took a step back and I thought about it and I built up this whole other big ad campaign. And I tried to do that and it didn't work. And it definitely would work if I kept feeding it money and adjusting it and it'll work big time, but it just, you bleed out, it's too big of a, it's too big of an undertaking. And, and then I seen a video Alex Ramosi, he says, most entrepreneurs, they don't do what works. Like they'll experience some success and then they'll bounce to some other strategy. And then if you really dig deep, you'll realize you actually have things in your past that worked, but now you're trying to do something that's not working. Not that what you're trying to do won't work, but it's like, if you had any success at all, you've got to double down on that. You've got to press it, you know? And I'm just like, well, if that's true for most people, is it true for me? And it just hit me. I was like, oh, my word. Yep, I'm totally guilty of that. You'd think, like, listening to this, you'd be like, how could someone be dumb enough to not realize? But I don't know. I guess it's just the way the mind works or how hard it is to, to move from one paradigm to the next. Uh, whatever. It's not relevant. They say most people do that. And sure enough, I'm most people, right? That, that happens. So turn the ad back on. Oh, so, I go to turn it on and I don't because I'm like, no, I'm going to make it better. I'm going to run a, a cold traffic and then retarget and I'll get, it'll be better and all these things that do make those things better. And oh, I just can't get it to work. Can't get it to work. And then I go, like, okay, I'm just going to turn the old ad on, ad on. And then I go to turn the ad on and it don't work. Terms and conditions for Facebook changed. It's like, oh, it's never going to work again, right? You know, you have that thought, automatic negative thought. Anyway, it took like two weeks. Finally, like, okay, I'm gonna reconstruct it, I'm gonna use this, rewrite the ad copy, this and that, blah blah blah. Finally, I launch it, and uh I got a couple leads, and you know, and I think if I was better prepared for the lead coming in, I could have got them. So that I mean, I guess that puts uh tells me exactly what's needed. Then I need to really prepare, have my be prepared for it and I've got reasons why I got off and that's I'm not gonna go into all that I could talk forever about all these little things but but they were actually good leads they were Uh, they were actually good leads I just messed up you know and uh, but you get to thinking like oh it's working it's not working and you so that's it that's it you gotta make a decision that you believe It'll work because if you, if you allow that doubt and you're open to, and I don't know, and I don't like the terminology of being closed minded. I just, as a general rule, I think that's bad, but I could be wrong too. I could be wrong, but you, you, there's certain things you have to shut the door on, right? like, no, it will work. It's going to work. God's going to provide whether it's just enough by the skin of my teeth or it's all going to come flooding in it's going to work it's worked before it works for other people there's many many wildly successful people that that's where they that's where they make their money you know from this advertising strategy so but you got to believe that and that's really what the, the message was I guess for me last night like you've got to decide that you're persuaded of it you know you know, and he was definitely talking to more macro, like, you got to be, you got to be persuaded that what God says is true. And this Bible is real and this is the way to live. And it's like, and if you're not, you're screwed, like straight up. But that actually applies to eat the, the, the the micro too. And whatever it is that you're doing, whatever you're committed to, you have to, you've got to be persuaded. You know, and then also what he said is like, you're better off running off and not living for God. And then, and then you can actually come to an understanding like, okay, no, I do need to live for God. Cause that gets you there quicker, but being in the middle, it doesn't work. And I guess, and it's the same thing with any business strategy or anything else, like just be a hundred percent committed. And then when you are, you can actually realize the flaws and then adjust them and then, and then actually be successful. So, so that's it. It's the same, it's the same thing. God's been speaking this to me a lot and It's the same thing. But it helped me to just believe that it'll work. And I hadn't gotten a a deal all day. and uh, Or not a deal, but a lead all day. And I was like, man, but it's fine, whatever. Let it run. Let it run. It'll work. It'll work. You know, I'm not. All week, if I get one deal a week out of it, it's back to being as profitable as it was. and it's only Wednesday, right? You know, whatever. I don't know. And even if it takes two weeks to get a deal, I'd still be profitable. You know, I can break even and whatever. So I'm rambling now, but anyway, where am I at with my mindset or whatever, but I'm believing, okay, it's going to work. And I'm not even really thinking about that because I got a trade show to do. You know what I mean? I'm more thinking about that, like getting prepared for it, but it's like, I got to believe in this. I got to believe in this. So, Anyway, I get a notification that somebody uh, comments somebody's name under the ad. And she didn't go through the regular, whatever, I'm talking about stuff that doesn't matter. Anyway, I got a message from a lady and she said that her, uh, since she moved into her house, her kid's been sick, she's been sick. She thinks it's the air. Now, I don't know if it's a long shot. I kind of think it's a for sure deal because I know I can help her. I mean, I'm like 99% sure if you put my system in that house, her problems will go away. Like, I, especially, you know, based on what she said, I, young people, but like, she's so appreciative that I'm coming to test her air. And I am, I am an expert. Like there's nobody else that she wants testing her air other than me. Like, I can tell you that right now. Like, I know what I'm talking about. And she's in, she's desperate. And I got the answer. So it looks like it's working, you know. Of course, she's going to have to come up with the money or be financed, which who knows. But so, and then like the feeling of like, oh, wow, yeah, that belief system of just believing that it'll work. It actually works, right? You know, that faith arises and then it comes in. So I don't know, man. You got to follow the Bible, believe that it's true. And I'll tell you the best part of it, like, I don't really feel like, oh, I have to have that deal to pay my rent. You know what I mean? Like, I rent's already paid. Like, I'm good. And I got this trade show. And who knows if that's going to produce anything. I think it will, actually. I believe it will. I got to believe it. But, like, the feeling of being helping someone that really needs help, that's pretty cool. Like, this woman is desperate for an answer. And I got the answer. And that's just a cool, that's a cool, uh, that's a, that's a good feeling. It really is. And that's a totally different side note, but I'll tell you, that's literally the best part of it, of it all. But anyway, yeah, so I haven't podcasted in a while, so I was kind of all over the place, but, um, wrap it up, right? You've got to persuade yourself. You've got to be persuaded that neither night, life nor death, no power and principality things present things to come, can separate you from the love of God, and then what do you mean by the love of God, right? It's everything that the Bible says, right? That's it. So, if you believe, 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 there's nothing impossible to him that believeth, right? So, it's all your belief system. Are you truly persuaded of it or not? And I'm living it out in real time, and I don't know how people live without communicating with God properly yeah so the way you communicate with God there's three levels right personal prayer you talk to God two is the word of God the Bible and then three is the pulpit the man of God the spiritual authority the five-fold ministry that is how you communicate with God. And through your prayer life and your Bible reading, you'll be feeling like, okay, this is what God is saying. This is what God is saying. And you get your life in alignment to where you can obey what God says. And then you hear the man of God preach and it confirms everything else. And I feel like that's the way it ought to be. So that's why you need to pray and read your Bible. Because if the man of God tells you something, because what God's telling you is stuff that you don't really want to hear. And if you just hear some crazy guy with a microphone tell you something you don't want to hear, you're like, oh, screw that guy. I'll go somewhere else where I hear something I do want to hear. But if you actually pray and read your Bible, then you're like, well, he's saying the same thing. So it's like, oh, it must be true. I don't know, man. Live for God. Because what if... (laughs) What if the Bible's actually true? Man it is true. So you got to live for God. 31 minutes. I'm out. Peace.